Welcome to E20's fanfiction. It's a tale we tell of secrets and scandals. You've been voting in our polls for what you'd like to see. And we have been writing. There's a lot of drama. There's things we've been hiding. But no, Doc Martin. Well, we hope you enjoyed our little <laughs> song there. <laughs> we thought we needed a theme tune. We did. I feel like Fan Fantasies has been lacking in a theme tune and an intro. So I think uh, yeah. it's only right, isn't it's it? It's got what it, it deserves. It deserves this. It deserves this. So you guys have been voting and we have delivered. We've been writing. Yeah, we've so created. we've got secret slaters. <gasps> I do even know what happened when we were writing it, you know, Emma. Like, honestly, I feel like some of the characters just kind of came to life by themselves. So many good choices were made by you guys. Oh, my God. I'm so happy you picked the things that you did. And I can't wait for you to hear it later on. Yes. I can't wait for us to read it. It's so going to be so funny. <laughs> it's what we would like to be if we were in EastEnders. I actually think we've made, like, a masterpiece. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's, like, a masterpiece of fan fiction. Like, Pat on the back. I, I know that it's, like, very, like, big-headed, but I actually looked at it and I thought, yeah, this is good. <laughs> yeah, like this could almost be like a religious text to all you E20ers out there. We really hope you enjoy it and we're going to let you know now what you picked. Yes. What won in chapter one? What won all the polls? <gasps> so, for which family we came from, you all chose the Slaters. Yeah. Oh my God. I always wanted to be part of Kat Slater's family. I know. For our employment status, where we're working, you all chose the Vic. Honoured. I'm like, deeply honored now like <laughs> i feel like it's destiny i mean we've been there before as denny and um we sharon field and so we have we have visited the set we saw some ghosts saw you some, know so small ghosts. maybe we'll see some more for the first person we meet when we're on the square you all chose the lovely callum highway had to be it had to be didn't it how could it not have been? He's like the nicest person on the square say, right now. He's the only one that would come and help work to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe we have to help him. <gasps> Little spoiler. <laughs> Little hint. And for what we do on our first night, everyone chose the right answer. Oh, yes, absolutely. The only answer for anyone who comes onto the square. Let's be real. What would happen on your first night? An argument. Has of to course. be an argument in the Vic. That's kind of what makes EastEnders EastEnders, isn't yeah. it? A good old-fashioned East End row. Make that impact from the start. And the reason why we've come to the square, we're hiding a dark secret. <sighs> but what is it? Anyway. So are we ready for chapter one? Yes. Oh, the arrival. <gasps> Let's crack on. Beams of sunlight broke through the overcast sky as a black cab slipped through the narrow roads, ferrying. Two new arrivals onto the square. I wonder who they are. I wonder too. But a looming shadow of misfortune hung over the pair, like a great black curtain waiting to fall. That's not what it says he said. It is that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, a little edit there. But when this goes on to what part and everywhere else, you know, it'll be like that. So <laughs> it's not nice. <laughs> One of them, a young woman, the eldest of the two. <gasps> <laughs> only by yeah, only by a few yeah. The fact I agreed to that's even more horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> the eldest of the two knew that they hadn't closed the door on the black shape. She knew it would follow in 
in their footsteps. <gasps> wonder what they're escaping from. wonder what they're trying to flee, Emma. Even we don't know yet. I know, it's true, isn't it? <laughs> what misfortune has come our way? Her brother, on the other hand, seemed blissfully unaware as he childishly asked, Are we there yet? For the millionth time. With excitement shimmering in his eyes, the young man in the back of the car scanned the dreary scenery of brick and concrete, with his eyes spotting such wondrous sights as a young dark-skinned man collecting money owed to him and a long-since-abandoned Indian restaurant dilapidated and desiccated, a corpsely testament to the decline of a family-run business. Ah, lovely sights. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely sights. Right charming place we've picked here. What was wrong with Portugal, Ibiza or Spain? Connor frowned. (laughs) His words groaning from his lips like a petulant tantrum. Listen, you know why we've had to come here. We've got to get on with it and try and put that whole ordeal behind us. The young woman beside him scolded, with the sun twinkling along the black lenses of her large circular ladybug glasses. And anyway, all of Kat's stories made it sound like such a laugh. She said. (laughs) Long pause there as I turned the page. She said. As she used her phone to judge her shoulder-length mousy brown hair and top up her subtle lipstick. Oh yeah, and she never lies, does she? The skinny lad beside her smiled. His sights suddenly caught glimpse of of the familiar and welcoming sight of rainbow flags fluttering outside the Prince Albert. Having said that, Perhaps it's not all bad, he said, causing Emma to smile. With a turn, they passed under the old bridge, a relic of the past. The old pastel blue and white painted sheet metal railings rattled as the overground whizzed over it. Can't do a Cockney accent, so I'm going to do... Do your own. A Geordie. Yeah. <laughs> They've got a good boozer, the Queen Vic, they call it. <laughs> The large, swollen, pig-like man (laughs) driving the taxi grunted. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. We've heard of that one. Emma smirked to Connor. (laughs) Oh, I wonder why she smirked. Why am I smirking? Yeah, why are you smirking? (laughs) Suddenly, the car came to a screeching halt. The bald, middle-aged lump driving let out a furious garbled growl of insults as his furious fist slammed into the steering wheel, bellowing out a terrible horn. A man-shaped silhouette of black and white struck the bonnet with a thud and tumbled through a cloud of scattered flowers as the bouquet in his hand was sent up into the air. Oh, ruined all of his flowers. That's dead sad. That is sad. Isn't it? I wonder if it's Valentine's Day. I don't know, we didn't write that in. No, we didn't, did we? We'll say it's Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Connor unclipped his belt and got up straight away. I was all, I'm always rushing people's aid on her. Well, you are a sucker for a damsel in distress. That's true. <laughs> he was a sucker for a damsel in distress type. <laughs> Opening the door beside him, he... <laughs> it's all right, before... Read it, read it as you say it. Say it. Before we had deary instead of dreary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Opening the door beside him, and he scrambled out onto the road to help. <laughs> How many times have we actually read reread this as well? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so true. <laughs> and we edited it, and yeah. we're like, yeah, that's fine. Perfect. Opening the door beside him, 
and he scrambled out onto the road <laughs> to help, whilst Emma dealt with a very cross taxi driver. Here's fine. That's me every time I get a taxi. <laughs> yes, I'm like, Here's just fine. Dro- drop us off anywhere. Just out. <laughs> he just drops you off at the Albat. No, seriously, actually. <laughs> True story. Just going to interrupt yeah, yeah. you. Um, I got dropped off on the houses on the opposite side. Of, you know what? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like on the way to yours. Yes. <laughs> I didn't want to pay any extra because you'd have to go all the way around to go to mine. So I just got out and walked home. <laughs> I used to, and I'm not even joking, right? <laughs> you remember when we used to come back from nights out? Oh, yeah. I used to get out of the friend, our friend's house and walk from theirs all the way back to mine. <laughs> yeah, you did. Like, it's not even because I was a cheapskate either. Like, I can't even say that that was the case. I just, I don't know why I started doing it. It was so weird. <laughs> I just started doing it. Like, four o'clock in the morning, I'd walk back home. Emma said, as she passed a wad of notes over to the driver for his troubles. I love that. It makes him sound like an Edwardian, you know, like an Edwardian coach driver for his troubles. For your troubles, sir. <laughs> and then rushed out to join her brother. I love that word, brother and sister, as well. Yeah. It's like a dream come true. Well, we I think mean, we are. We are. We are. Like, we are like spiritual twins or something. Yeah. We have to be. We have to be. Connor had already raced around the car and found a young man. <sighs> Standard of for course. me, isn't it? Of course. <laughs> not, a, not a bruise on him, lying on the damp ground. His hair was shaven on the sides and lengthy on the top. Styled like how all the lads style it these days. <laughs> <laughs> Styled like like how the, the young'uns style it. <laughs> You know exactly how that's styled from that. That's true, isn't it? You, it's you like do. when we were at school and everyone had the Justin Bieber cut. Yes, remember? Know? Remember the Justin Bieber hair? Oh, now it's just like not Justin Bieber's hair anymore now. I feel like he's now got a completely different haircut. Oh, yeah, he's... Mm. Yeah, and he's got a moustache as well. It's really mm. weird. Yeah, it's really that's weird. just an odd look he's it's got. An odd, an odd look that he's got going. <laughs> I mean, I still probably would. I can't say oh, I Oh, really? Wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't know, Emma. It's those abs. Um, you know, I'm a sucker oh, for no. things like that. And bleach blonde hair. I mean, come on. Well, what our listeners don't know is that as I was describing that I would go there with Justin Bieber, the sheer disgust that I've always <laughs> looked at us with. You know, sometimes... <laughs> Surprised didn't just vomit on us. <laughs> sometimes I don't know that my face is doing kind of face. It wasn't. It was just the eyes. I could just see I was losing Emma here. Like, she's like, nah. <laughs> There's nothing Connor can say that's going to make him sound attractive. <laughs> He was handsome, to say the least, suited and booted in a black suit jacket and trousers that curdled his lean figure and a white shirt with its top button undone, as if tempting people to think he was rebelling against formal wear. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) All the subtle nuances in this, it's beautiful. I like we're sat laughing at our own work. I know, I love that. I love that for us. He looked up at Connor with those blue eyes of his, all a sparkle and deep enough, he almost drowned in them. The young man smiled in apology with his slightly sticky out ears and a clueless, but in a cute way, dumb look on his face, causing Connor to almost fall for him there and then. Oh, sorry, it's actually, I just corrected that in my head there. What oh, I've ac- see, I did too, because I didn't wrote. notice what you've what was actually oh, wrote was causing Connor to almost fall for him then and there. Oh, <laughs> I changed it round. I didn't notice it either. I was just like, yeah. Either way, it works. It still works. <laughs> I wondered why you paused. <laughs> you should be more careful. Didn't you ever watch those Hedgehog Road safety videos in school? Connor jibed cheekily. 
best videos were there. Weren't there? Do you remember King of the Road? (laughs) 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 I still think of that, you know, every time I cross the road. I do. I always go, remember, look that way and then look that way. Also, I hate roads. Oh, me too. Yeah. So I always have to. I look so many times. I'm glad when the roads are empty. I'm like, oh, thank God. There's a crossing near ours. Oh, God, it's a right. (laughs) Isn't it? Every time. (laughs) Today, we literally just went. We got here first. Let's just go. Let's just, just go. run, run. And the whole time across, we go. Just run, just run, just run. <laughs> it's all right. We can do this. We can do this. <laughs> Me and Emma always end up at this one crossing, and there's always cars just start driving it. Where there'll be nothing time. there until we get there. Yeah, awful, <laughs> awful. That must be what happened to to this this poor chap here. Oh yeah. Didn't you ever watch those Hedgehog Road safety videos in school? Connor jibed cheekily. What? The tall, clean-shaven lad groaned, holding his head a little. You're bleeding. The dark-haired boy said as he pointed to the man's hand. Oh, what? Nah, it's just tomato sauce. The man bumbled awkwardly. Oh, it's Sorry, you. I'm just laughing at that much concern I've got yet. I know. Oh dear, what if he has concussion? Emma exclaimed as she came shuffling around behind Connor with two pull-along suitcases in hand and her shoulders laden down with rucksacks. Should I perform mouth-to-mouth resuscitation? Her dark-haired brother suggested eagerly. I don't think that'll be necessary. The suited and booted chap remarked, crushing the all the day. Oh, crushing. <laughs> <laughs> just when you notice there's more spelling mistakes. <laughs> well, no spelling mistakes. I've just added extra words. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when we did that, like, let's just check back through. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> Didn't do a very good job. <laughs> no. The suited and booted chap remarked, crushing the daydreams Connor had already begun constructing of the two of them shame the green-eyed boy smirked before holding his hand out i'm emma this thirsty man-eater is my brother connor his sister declared as she lent a hand out also helping the young man up onto his feet i was struggling there with that one (laughs) i'm callum sorry about that i was in a rush i I wasn't thinking (laughs) he chuckled but the uh, the red-faced taxi driver didn't look amused as he began reversing away from the scene. Imagine if he just hits all the people behind him. <laughs> I like that he just doesn't care. Yeah. He's just gone. He's furious. He's just driving through all of the people down Market Street. <laughs> down Bridge Street. Oh, I love that. I bet. But I'm sorry to tell you, I think your hot date's been cancelled, Callum. Connor interjected. What? What do you mean? Callum puzzled. With his green eyes, Connor gestured to the contents of the young man's plastic bag, all of which had been spilled out around him. Pasta shells decorated the ground like rice at a wedding, whilst a bouquet of white and pink roses lay scattered across the puddles, bruised and dirty, as though marking the grave of the young man's romantic adventures. Oh man, it's ruined! Callum decreed, as he... I love that decreed. <laughs> it's, like, it's like he's announced to the entire... Pan- what a shame! <laughs> what a shame this is! <laughs> as he ran a hand through his hair <laughs> you literally did it at the same time <laughs> as he ran a hand through his hair tussling it and combing it back with his fingers I'm still doing it I wonder if it's like Bailey Owen's fingers you know no <laughs> mini hands. I believe it's those little mini hands <laughs> take my strong hair <laughs> hopefully she won't mind Chinese Connor teased he, it's a he. I'm, I'm sure he won't. Just a shame, really. Chicken pasta is our sort of thing. Callum sighed with a sort of dumb-looking, 
smile on his face that made him a thousand times cuter. Tall, blue-eyed, cute, romantic, and gay? Where do I get one of my own? Connor joked as his sister nudged him to be quiet. Don't mind my brother. He has this instinct to attempt to seduce any and every man he comes across. Gay, straight, fictional. He'd have them all if he could. (laughs) So true. Emma said as she passed a rucksack and a suitcase over to Connor. She wasn't a pack mule after all. I don't suppose you know where 31 Albert Square is? Ooh, asked Emma, trying to turn her brother's attentions away from his damsel in distress. The last thing she wanted and they needed was any more drama. I'll show you. I'm going that way. Such a gentleman. Can we keep him? Sorry. It just said, Callum. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) Just when you notice your mistakes, it's brilliant. So funny. Moving on. Moving on. Such a gentleman. Can we keep him? Connor joked, hugging Emma's arm for a second, like a lovesick schoolgirl, cooing over her favourite one-directioner. Up the street they walked, walled in by market stalls, an echo back to quainter days of London's golden age. The stalls were a little ramshackle, held together by cheap metal frames, painted brightly and decorated with homemade signs. Cheap polythene covers that fluttered in the wind, their vibrant stripes of yellow, red and green, adding a splash of colour to the surroundings, as well as helping to distract the customer from the obvious state of the, their construction. <laughs> Love how to sleep all of the market. <laughs> Flowers, food, clothing, they seem to have everything. There was a hunk of a man selling fruit and veg. God, I'm so thirsty. All muscles and smiles. Little hint of who it is. <laughs> as well as a cheerful girl with... That should just be black hair, because... I re- I re- well, to be fair, we could go with red hair. We'll go with the past. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> as well as a cheerful girl with bright red hair, flogging clothes. Now black hair. Now black hair. Disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> be black hair in, in later on in the chapter as well. Because <laughs> I remember <laughs> doing that and remember it saying, need to change that. <laughs> then didn't. <laughs> Wolf at Whole Foods, Baker's Tray. And stalls for flowers and DVDs, they truly seemed to offer it all. And between the stalls, Connor caught sight of other interesting things. A minute mart, probably stocked with the essentials and nothing more, as well as a good old-fashioned greasy spoon from the looks of it, called Kathy's Calf. wonder if she sells any coke there. (laughs) (laughs) Own range. Uh, Own range, yeah. (laughs) Own brand. Uh, Now that was right up Connor Street. (laughs) (laughs) after that long drive you could do with a full english (laughs) gay bar kathy you'll be well taken care of con emma smirked (laughs) (laughs) yeah and there's a laundrette for you you're gonna be right in your element (laughs) yeah em (laughs) connor smirked back (laughs) nod to the slaters nod to the slaters first arrival that is literally something they say (laughs) just Slight Don't worry, in. we're not uh, not obsessed <laughs> with laundress. <laughs> Emma hasn't got a laundress fetish. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you visiting? Callum questioned, with his eyebrows and eyes curiously probing the pair. No, we're moving in, actually. Emma replied, trying her best to hold her tongue from saying too much. She didn't want to ruin the surprise before she even had a chance to tell her own family. Really? Where? Oh, that's a secret. We want it to be a big surprise. We're going to announce our arrival in the Vic later, if you fancy it. 
Connor interrupted. Yeah, sure. I, I suppose date night is off the cards now anyway. Oh, you don't mind if I bring my boyfriend Ben? Callum asked. Handsome, you can bring who you like. I don't mind sharing. Connor smirked. <laughs> it's all the smirk and it just gets us every time. Uh, even when we the weather once is rotted, it still gets us. <laughs> Forgive him, he gets like this when he's had too much caffeine. Emma stated as she placed a hand over her brother's mischievous lips, silencing his flirtations. What Connor meant to say was, of course you can bring your boyfriend. We'd love to meet him. Right, well, I've got to run. This is a square and just across there is 31. The towering young man exclaimed as he aimed a finger over a small garden fenced off with iron rods. Callum! <laughs> that was my best Ben attempt. <laughs> Callum! <laughs> oh, Callum! <laughs> I can't do Ben's performance. We can't do accents. We can't so do accents. Going with it. Just enjoy all of our random accents that we'll do throughout this, this reading. A reading by. <laughs> Callum! A voice called out in the distance. A voice belonging to a rough around the edges type bloke, handsome and rugged. I've got, I've got to go. Callum said in an apologetic voice. Who are we to stand in the way of love? Get yourself away. Emma responded with a friendly, warm nature to her words. She already sensed a friendship forming between them. Maybe this place isn't as bad as I first thought, Connor said, as his eyes trailed off down the back of Callum and followed him <laughs> up. <laughs> it's just awkward because it's like actually like I'm reading about my like I've created it's this weird, isn't, it? isn't it yeah. it's just weird I feel like I'm like I feel like the I'm things we have to do for love <laughs> and followed him up the street as he joined the young rugged man in the distance don't you dare don't you think we're in enough mess as it is let's not cause any more chaos Emma told him all right, all right, her brother assured her. Connor looked across the square, gazing at the green shrubbery, tidily kept flower beds and the memorial bench inscribed with the name Arthur. And he smirked. I love this. <laughs> I just love this. It just it takes me back to the black cap and the bed. I love no, it. I just I, love it. it. This is really just our love song, our love song to Bailey Owens fan fiction, isn't it? <laughs> This place couldn't possibly be real, he thought. No way, that bench hasn't been stolen and the garden trashed. This is London, he thought. <laughs> that is your actual thoughts, to be that fair. That is my actual thoughts, to be fair. <laughs> they walked through the neat concrete pathway, weaving through hedges and passing a small square patch of yellow flowers blooming in a bed of dirt. Hey, wait, isn't this where Stace said she shoved some tramp's head into the flower bed? Now that's historic, Connor laughed. Ha 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 As the wheels of their suitcases trundled along the pathway, following them out of the gardens and up towards the terrace houses. Right, 31, 31. Ah, we're here, 31. Emma said as they hurried towards the dark green door and the intricately sculpted white archway and pillars framing it. With a Rat-a-tat-tat. On the door. <laughs> <laughs> With a rat-a-tat-tat, Connor knocked on the door, marked 31, whilst Emma repeatedly paddled the... <laughs> paddled. <laughs> repeatedly paddled the letterbox. <laughs> 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 just like smacking them with like a piece of wood. 
like an excited child playing knocky door danger. As the door cautiously creaked open, the small diminutive shape of their nan was a heartwarming sight to behold. She hadn't changed a bit. A face like thunder, all wrinkled and cross-looking, with short blonde hair, obviously dyed. She's not exactly strawberry blonde at 70. But that was her, their nan, the hardest woman they knew. Surprise! Surprise! Connor and Emma shouted, their voices harmonising. They really did as well. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to be joking. (laughs) Everyone's now (laughs) Geordie. Big Mo uttered, her face wrinkling up even more as she looked the pair up and down. What's the matter, Nan? You look like you've seen a ghost. A blooming poltergeist, more like. The last time I let you through me door, a door was all I had left, Mo retorted as she went to close the door on the pair only for Connor to put his foot in the way. That was a long time ago, Nan. We've grown up. We're different now. We swear, Connor promised. Yeah, and I'm really the long-lost Russian princess, Anastasia. Nan, who is it? (laughs) It better not be any more loan sharks or gangsters. A familiar shrill-toned voice came from the living room. (laughs) You gotta give it shrill. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's much worse than that. Mo replied. Emma and Connor gave a shove, sending the door swinging open and Mo hurtling towards the stairs. Connor caught his nan before she <laughs> fell. I say I'm for such a thing for damsels, runner, And helped her up to her feet just as a dark-haired ghost of their past stepped around the corner. You! yelled the raven-haired 50-year-old. Hi, cuz. Did you miss us? Connor smiled. I wish we'd missed you. I've told nan a thousand times not to let strays in off the street. We ain't got any money if that's what you're after. Cat growled as she charged over to the pair, stood in her doorway. I love this bit. <laughs> oh, come on, Kathleen. Don't be like that. <laughs> she didn't Irish accent. I was oh, hoping you were going to. Oh, come on, Kathleen. Don't be like that, Kathleen. I don't know what's <laughs> happening now. <laughs> if, if this is our audition tape, it's going very <laughs> it's well. Not, it's not working. <laughs> oh, come on, Kathleen. Come on, Kathleen. Don't be like that. Connor smirked as she she hated being called that, and he knew it. The last time I saw you two, you were doing a run out of a bag full of cash, my cash, from my pub in Spain, Kat said, with her voice raised and her eyes on fire. My voice was raised. I mean, I have a good accent, but my voice was raised. Her eyes on fire with her rising anger. God, what is it with you not letting go of the past? Emma teased, attempting to douse the flames burning in Kat's eyes. <laughs> it's you again. <laughs> you taunt yourself now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's like last time. <laughs> I love it. It's like you. <laughs> You've took over that part. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's got something to do with the fact that ever since you two were little kids, you caused chaos wherever you went. Yeah, a right pair of antichrists yous were, Mo added. All right, and you lot of saints. Nan, you had me down the pawn shop when I was five, flogging Uncle Charlie's coat when he left it one Christmas. <laughs> Emma retorted. It was falling to bits. It wasn't like he wanted it, then Nan denied, looking to Kat with the insincere look she does right before she lies. <laughs> we all know what that we is. We all know what that is. Or what about that time when I was meant to be playing a street urchin in Oliver Twist, but instead of taking me to school, you stood me outside a tube station with a sign saying, need money for food, Connor reminded her. <laughs> Why does this seem like something that <laughs> Big Mo would do? I know it does, though. <laughs> 
I was trying to give you an authentic street urchin experience. You know, to help you get in the character, the shrewd, witted old woman proclaimed. Let them in, Nan. They are family after all. No matter how much we wish they weren't. Kat sighed. <sighs> she does a sigh. <sighs> Caving into those familial bonds that bound her to love her kin. Thanks, cuz. We've missed you, Connor said, leaping into a hug. Before Kat had the chance to break away from the cuddle, Emma wrapped her arms around Kat and Mo, pulling them into a group hug. And though the hard-faced pair wouldn't admit it, the giggles and smiles on their faces told the two that they were pleased to see them. They journeyed into the cramped 60s-style kitchen in the back and sat down. Over <laughs> cups of tea, they reminisced about their misadventures and discussed the recent dramas on the square. So why are you here? Cat interrogated. That's a nice way to greet your long-lost cousins, isn't it? Emma laughed. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you would be blooming lost, Nan muttered earning a frown from Emma. If you must know, we have decided we wanted to change the scenery, so we're relocating to Albert Square. The girl announced, gaining less than enthusiastic looks from her family. Either cheek of it. You mean you've done a runner because something's happened. What trouble have you been getting yourself into this time? Their raven-haired older cousin countered. No trouble, actually. The opposite. It's success that brings us here. Connor gurgled with... Or I should, or should be like... No trouble, actually. <laughs> no trouble, actually. Manners. No trouble, actually. The opposite. It's success that brings us here. Connor gurgled with a mouthful of tea. You've never won the lottery. Most face lit up at even the slightest chance of gain. No, Nan. So don't worry. You won't have to pretend to like us in order to get a hand out. Emma replied, dashing Mo's hopes for fortune. What a terrible thing to say about your lovely Nan, Mo said. Lovely. Lovely bones, more like. You'd have sold us to an Indonesian sweatshop if you thought it would make you a few bob. So true. <laughs> the mousy-haired girl joked, causing her brother to laugh and almost choke on his tea. <laughs> <laughs> That's Connor just choking on his tea. <laughs> Kat silently smirked an agreeing smile, and when her nan huffed and puffed at denial, she tried her best to hold back her laughter. Well, I hope you don't think you're moving in here. This place is already packed to the rafters with strays, Mo stated. Us, in here, Connor sniggered. <laughs> trying to think of snigger. God, no. I mean, I'm sure it's suitable for some, but this decor, God, it's, it's enough to make you throw yourself down the stairs. Or someone else, perhaps. <laughs> Besides, I don't think I would like to live in a house where an old prosy breathed her last. Little shout out to Pat there. Yeah, don't worry, Nan. We're used to something a little more upmarket, Emma said, trying her best to poke a reaction from her cousin. You cheeky, Kat growled. Unexpectedly, their conversation was interrupted by the opening of the front door. In through the green door came the jubilant flurry of high-pitched tones and silliness. I wonder who this could be. That Connor and Emma knew so well and had missed dearly. Oh my God, Kat, you'll never guess what. <laughs> Do you know what's happening with Jean? She's she suddenly changed complete character. Cat, <laughs> you'll never guess what. I was in the mini mart just getting a few bits for dinner, and I swear I saw the spitting image of Connor and Emma. A short-haired, thin lady said in a puzzled and perplexed voice. Hi, Hi Auntie, Auntie Jean. Jean. Emma and Connor both chimed. 
Oh, it's you. What a lovely surprise. I just saw two people who look just like you. Their auntie giggled as she bounced into the kitchen, eyes wide, claws patterned with flowers and coloured brightly. Yes, Jean, that was us. Emma explained. All right. Well, hello. Jean laughed. Glad she's not changed. Still doing her one flew over the cuckoo's nest routine. Gone out whispered. <laughs> to his still nan. whispering. Yeah. Gone out whispered. To his nan. More like fell out of the cuckoo's nest. More quietly joked back. Shh, don't be mean. Emma said. I've missed you so much, Auntie Jean, and your sausage surprise. Connor said with a, with all sincerity. That meal was nostalgic for him. It took him back to those times when he and his sister would be babysat by Jean. Good times. Good times. Good times. Good times. Good times. Remember, remember those times? Remember those times? <laughs> well, you're in luck because guess what I'm cooking? Jean playfully asked. Is it sausage surprise? Connor asked. How do you know? Oh God, it's become one of them, hasn't it? <laughs> well, I'm just talking to myself. It's all the voices in my head. I'm Jean. I'm Connor. I'm Jean. I'm Mo. <laughs> I'm Mo. <laughs> How do you know? Jean said in a genuinely stunned tone. Connor just laughed. <laughs> and so the day rolled on and the two reacquainted themselves with Cat, Nan and Jean over bowls of steaming hot sausage surprise. They exchanged stories of the past and Cat caught Emma up on the drama that saw Stacy going on the run. We visited Zoe. She sent her love. Belinda's still a toffee-nosed cow. <laughs> Lynn has settled down with a nice fella. Mechanic, I think. And Mo is doing well. What ever happened between you and Alfie then? Emma asked. She hadn't seen or heard of him since Spain. She upgraded, Mo answered, embarrassing Cat. Shut it, Nan, Cat growled. All muscles. He works on the fruit and veg stall, then Nan explained. Oh, yeah. We saw him. He is an upgrade, actually. Wow, look at you, Kathleen. You should uh, wear a cougar coat, not a leopard print. Connor jibed. And you can think twice. I've still not forgotten about that time he slept with my boyfriend, Terry. Cat said, her voice commanding and stern. What can I say? I have this natural allure. The skinny boy replied. Yeah, well, you can allure yourself, your own man. Cat stated. Very Jordy. I know, very Jordy there. <laughs> very Jordy. Very harsh. Very harsh. <laughs> very harsh. Don't worry, cuz. I wouldn't dream of coming between you and your toy boy. He smirked. We spoke to Stacy, Auntie Jean. It's awful what happened, and when I see that scumbag Martin, I'll slap him so hard, he won't be able to tell his carrots from his cabbages. Emma assured. You stay out of it, the pair of you. The last thing we need is any more trouble knocking on our door. Cat demanded. As their plates were emptied and cleaned up, the pair thanked Jean for her cooking. But time was moving on and they had a lot to do. I tell you what, why don't we all go over to the Vic? Drinks are on us. A way of saying sorry for the past. Emma offered. An offer which was snapped up eagerly. Don't need to ask me twice, Mo responded with lightning fast speed, racing to the door and putting her oversized grey coat on in the blink of an eye. Nice to say you haven't changed, Nan, Connor sniggered. What are you up to? Kat said, her eyes fallen on the barely hidden grin growing across Connor's pale face. Kat topped up her ravish me red lippy, judged her wild raven hair and wrapped herself in a large leopard print coat. Together, the Slaters made their way across the square, prowling towards the Vic. 
like a fearsome pack of lions on the hunt. Wow. I don't know what lions go. Wow. <laughs> Just trying to think of cat noises. <laughs> wow. Wow. And then we're like roaring on the. <laughs> Do you think I can roll? <laughs> Gin, whiskey, and cheap perfume hung over the entrance of the Vic, and the old royal red. Emma's <laughs> 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 tongue twister for the day. I love it. It's like when you're learning to read. <laughs> <laughs> royal, royal red <laughs> of the pub welcomed them. Emma and Connor looked up at the face of the long-dead monarch hanging overhead, and then their eyes looked to each other and smirked. (laughs) (laughs) I am actually smirking at you now. Pushing the doors, they entered. The vic was crowded, the air filled with the scent of old East End booze as a chorus of girlish cackles and the clinking of glasses muffled the barely audible Annie Lennox song singing out with the jukebox. Standard East Enders then, because that's all that ever plays in England. <laughs> At first, it was daunting, but it wasn't long before the pair had befriended the long-serving barmaid Tracy and oh. had settled on a table not too far from the doors, which soon swung open. Callum! Connor called out, raising a hand to signal him over. I literally did that. that you did? Well. I was like, <laughs> don't look, you're going to laugh. Proper method there. <laughs> Callum, come on over. Come on, Sharon, the unicorn trying to... pointing at it, Sharon. <laughs> oh, God. That rugged-looking bloke from earlier followed in the suited and booted giant's wake. Nice description there, Callum. Shall I get the drinks in? Callum offered. No, no, these are on us. Just go up to the bar, tell Tracy you're with us, and order what you want. It'll be on our tab, Emma reassured. So you must be the boyfriend. I can see now why this one was unaffected by my charms, Connor said to the stocky, dashing rogue. Charms? Listen here, right? I'm his gay Dumbledore, so if anyone's teaching him charms, it's me. He jested, but behind his joking tones was a tone of annoyance. Handsome, witty, and a total Harry Potter geek? Wow, you two are like my dream combo package. Tell me, is it buy one, get one free? Connor winked. Is this what you do? Flirt with a guy, then flirt with their boyfriend? The cheeky chap grinned. I'm just having a conversation with myself. <laughs> seducing myself. It's like before when I was just talking to myself pretty much. <laughs> if you can't seduce yourself, who can you seduce? <laughs> um, no, I just have a sixth sense about these things. I know when something is inevitable. Connor replied. So if you're psychic, prove it. What kind of drink do I have? He asked. I think stretch over there is a chocolate milkshake kind of gay. And you, a pint of lager. Gotta keep up the whole macho image your dad insisted upon. And lager, it's such a man's drink. As the drinks were ferried onto the table and placed down, Connor saw that Callum had a vodka and coke. But in front of his boyfriend, he placed a pina colada, (laughs) complete with a little cocktail umbrella. Standard. (laughs) Standard things that the Vic would have. (laughs) I think that is the perfect, perfect drink for Ben. (laughs) Better luck next time, Yuri Geller. Callum's boyfriend smirked. So there will be a next time then. Connor smiled a flirtatious smile. God, I'm such a... Such a flirt. I know, I'm such a flirt. Such a flirt. Well, you're the psychic. You tell me. The roguish chap chuckled. It's you. Oh, it's me again. <laughs> My God, this so old page is me. I'm big more this time. Don't worry. 
Did I ever tell you about that time I used to read fortunes down Clapham Market? Yes, Nan. And then you had to do a moonlit flit from your flat because you had a slot to pick the pockets of all your gullible punters, Emma said, gaining a laugh from everyone. But Mo, who denied such an allegation. Turning her attention to Callum's boyfriend, Emma went to introduce herself. I'm Emma. <laughs> so weird, isn't it? <laughs> just, you know, just talking to myself here. <laughs> I'm Emma, she said. <laughs> she said as she combed a hand through her mousy brown hair. Take my strong hand. <laughs> ben. The lad said as he gulped down a mouthful of peanut. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for my brother's outrageousness. He's always been like this since he was a baby. I mean, literally the minute he came into the world, he stopped breathing. Just so everyone would fuss over him. Tease the mousy... Tease the mousy head, girl. Tease. <laughs> I think that's meant to be. Tease the mousy head, girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, 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 just. <laughs> <laughs> I well, love it. Do you remember when we proofread this? God, you wouldn't More think we did once. it like three times. Ah, <laughs> oh, good old us. Wow. So you're the Slaters. We have a bit of a complicated history, your family and me. Ben said, giving a sort of awkward glance over the cat, whose eyes had remained in a permanent scowl. So I've heard. My cousin Stacy has told me a lot about you, Emma responded. But that's all water under the bridge now, right, sis? Connor interrupted. Yeah, of course it is, Emma replied with a smile. Suddenly there came a ringing of the bell and an angry looking blonde woman with a bottle of vodka in one hand and a piece of paper in the other. I wonder who this is. Uh, everyone, <laughs> everyone, my husband just informed me that my pub is no longer my pub. <laughs> a woman in a dazzling pink sequin dress announced, telling the whole world her business. Judging from the unsurprised and unimpressed looks plastered on everyone's faces, this must be a regular occurrence. Oh, no, my mic. <laughs> Linda, stop this. <laughs> Living for the man voice. Living for it. I feel like she called Daddy Dyer, but I can't. Oh, I love it. <laughs> that has literally made my entire year. A mousy brown-haired man begged. Oh, we've got the same, same hair. hair. <gasps> destiny. It's destiny. <laughs> As he emerged from behind her, wearing a shiny blue waistcoat over a white shirt. I always remember that outfit that he wore. He does wear that. <laughs> just, he does. It's always stuck in my head. <laughs> He's dragging me away from my home, my children's home. Go on, tell them St. Mick. She rambled in a bitter and aggressive manner. I feel like I'm really embodying Linda right now. I can already taste the alcohol. <laughs> Sorry for the voice that's about to appear. <laughs> Can't we? <laughs> Come on, Mick. Come on, see Mick. <laughs> <laughs> Linda, I'm not doing... <laughs> I love it. Linda, I'm not doing this for you. We can't exactly run a boozer if you're drinking all the booze. Yeah, how good's that for? Like that a Geordie, a Geordie meal, a Geordie. Was, <laughs> that was very good. If you ran a pub and were a man, I would imagine that Here, would be the voice. In yeah, got, yeah, definitely, definitely. Her husband cried out, his eyes broken, his voice trembling. See, see what he's like. See the way he looks at me with disgust. Snarled the woman in her sparkly pink sequin dress. 
She loves mentioning the colour of that. She, she loves the dress. <laughs> loves, loves the dress. The dress. <laughs> I think she likes sequins and you think she likes pink. Yeah. I think maybe you should go away and talk about this in private. Emma suggested as she stood up. No. I want everyone to see good old Mick. Such a good bloke. Except he's not, is he? You turned my Ollie against me. Pushed all my other kids to leave me. Cheer on me with that tart over there. She said, pointing to the black-haired girl from the market. Oh, look, we corrected it. Remember when we had red earlier? Oh. Well done, us. Well done, us. And now, now you want to take the only thing I have left. My pub. I think you've said enough now. You've made your point, Emma insisted, her voice losing some of its calming tones. Yeah? And who are you, you little slapper? <gasps> How dare she? She doesn't even know you dare like that. she? Linda slurred. Me? I'm the slapper who just bought this place. Oh! oh! <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you do yourself a favour, pipe down, pack your bags, and get out of my pub? That's biting toe, that, isn't it? Emma clapped back. <laughs> the whole pub fell silent as a speechless and teary-eyed Linda was pulled away by Mick. Not exactly how we wanted to introduce ourselves, but I suppose nothing really goes as, as you would like it to, does it? Connor laughed as he stood up joining his sister. I'm Connor, and this is my sister, Emma, Slater, and I'm sure you already know all about our cousin and Nan over there, and of course, our lovely Auntie Jean, but as a way of saying hello properly and to help Calm everything down after all that. All the drinks are on the house. There was a loud cheer. Hey! <laughs> Very theatrical here at A20. As Stacy's ex Martin walked in through the door, dressed in his sheepskin brown jacket, and beside him was the hunk from the fruit and veg stall. Apparently, he covers for Martin now and then. That's nice of him, isn't it? It's nice yeah, of him. It's nice of him. With his pearly white, wide smile and his skin the exact shade Connor has his coffee. <laughs> Connor wondered, would he taste just as sweet? <gasps> God, I'm such a whore, aren't I? <laughs> Don't know what happened to me. <laughs> Where's Martin if Kush is covering his stall? Exactly. Where is Martin? Wait till we find out what Kush actually does. We'll be shopping there. We'll be shopping there. <laughs> Martin didn't even say hello. Instead, he opted to sliver off across the room, where he sat sheepishly with another woman, probably the slag. He left Stacy for Connor <laughs> The boy sent him a glare. And then so did Emma, letting him know that they have not forgotten what he did. So definitely no smirk in that way. <laughs> <laughs> However, they would not let their first night be marred by feuds and arguments. Tracy, crack open the champagne and get yourself a glass as well, hun. Emma called over to the bar. Oh, you're so sweet to her. Great employee. Great employee. As the cork was... <laughs> Did you bet that? As the cork was pop. <laughs> as, the it cork as, was pop. <laughs> as the cork was pop. <laughs> as, as the cork was pop. <laughs> and the bubbly was poured into the shimmering glass flutes. Emma became aware of someone's judgmental gaze burning into the side of her head and turned to see a heavily pregnant blonde woman Sending her a scowl. <gasps> Something to say? Emma asked, 
Her voice quieting down the conversations. <gasps> oh, who's this? Who is this? Heavily pregnant, blonde. Who might it be? Well, I just don't know how you can celebrate tossing a woman out of her home. The straight-haired blonde beauty stated, making sure everyone could hear her. I'd hardly call it tossing her out. They were given notice. It's not my fault her husband didn't tell her. Mind you, having seen the state of her, I understand why he felt he couldn't tell her. Emma responded. And you are perfect, I suppose. If you're anything like the rest of your family, I doubt you are. Sharon taunted, with her face stretched into a plum-lipped mocking grin. What's that meant to mean? Emma snapped back. Sit down, Kat commanded. <laughs> Love when it's like two of you. <laughs> I know, loving this. It's still me. <laughs> you ain't my mother. <laughs> shameful. <laughs> shameful. <laughs> Emma said, ignoring her cousin's overbearing nature. Wait. I know you, don't I? <laughs> you're Sharon. Connor laughed as he stood up from the table. Yeah, you're that tart who stole our Zoe's man. You've got some nerve judging my family. From what I hear, your dad was a dirty old man, your mother was an alky, and you were sleeping with your own brother. God, I've went straight in for it there, haven't I? How dare you? Sharon shrieked. And what about you two? Another pair of Slater spawn to go with the basket case, the petty chance a gangster gran, and a total slag. Still you. <laughs> oh, what you see? Big Mo said as she stood up joining her grandson. Still you. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. I'm loving this. <laughs> I am loving this. Listen here, Blondie. These two might be a, pe- a gobby pair, but they're family. Mo shouted, her face turning red with rage. You lot are nothing more than a pack of liars and thieves. Sharon hissed. Her insult striking a chord with Kat and causing her to get up. Oh, it's me. Is it me it's now? You. Oh, yeah. I'm giving you a break. Oh, yeah. And I suppose that baby was the immaculate conception, was it, Mrs. Robinson? Ooh. Ooh. Their wild black haired cousin snapped, her words clearly stinging Sharon. You're clearly a father's daughter, a sleaze and a pervert. He liked them young too, didn't he? Mo cackled, her fiery temper spitting out from her lips like hot sparks. <laughs> Do you want to beat Ian? Yeah, go on. I think you've said enough. A shrewd-looking, spectacled man interjected. And you can keep out of it and all, you little weasel. We all know why you're protecting her. I hate to break it to you, but you're too old for her. Then Nan roared. You spiteful cow! Yelled the swollen mother-to-be as she swung and flattened palm towards the pair's Nan. Don't you dare! Emma said as she caught the woman's slap. For a second, the whole vic fell completely silent. As the pair looked into each other's eyes. Puck it in, you lot. <laughs> <laughs> Living for Emma's make. It's I mean, literally my new thing that I'm obsessed with. Mick's description is the best thing I think I've ever read. The grizzly chinned Mick shouted. <laughs> <laughs> That's my obsession. Interrupting the row before it could escalate any further. It's all right. <laughs> 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 Most of our stuff is moved out. <laughs> I've lost my accent. <laughs> Where am I going with this? Mum's took Linda to a new house. <laughs> so it's over. You hear me? There's no need for all of this. <laughs> I'm sorry, Meg. I'm sorry, Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> 
<laughs> Put it in your rock. Yeah, I just love that bit. <laughs> that bit's just lovely. Iconic, iconic. The two bickering factions called it quits. And while Sharon and Ian left the pub, the Slater clan sat back down. Though she wouldn't say it, Emma did feel bad for Mick. Oh. It is sad. It is, isn't it? As she watched the defeated waistcoat wearing barman exit through the front door. It doesn't sound like it, as I'm now laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Chuckling away. Chuckling away. It's this waistcoat wearing barman. Smirking. Smirking. That's what you're doing. (laughs) Carrying the last of his life in a handful of bags. Oh, that is sad. (laughs) Now you're laughing. (laughs) I know, I can't help it. When the door shut behind him, there was a pause. Almost a minute's silence for the end of an era. It wasn't long before the drinks were flowing once more. I love that the end of the era pause lasted for about five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone doesn't care now. <laughs> and good old Slater Cacklin could be heard. 80s power ballads sung through slurred lips and drunken games of Save the Queen from Drowning, which resulted in Callum almost spewing a pint all over the table. Oh, Callum, Ew. dear. Callum. Lovely. People passed and briefly said hi. But most seemed a little apprehensive of Emma and Connor. Lovely. I'm not. I'm not surprised considering we're basically <laughs> laid down the law. On day one, with like Linda and Sharon, <laughs> probably out of loyalty to old owners, and Emma understood that. Or maybe it is because we caused lots of arguments. Yeah, probably that. <laughs> Besides, the introductions were going great. Connor had already tried to plant a drunken kiss on Cush, and got a slap off cat. Not surprised, not surprised. Before bawling up on her lap. <laughs> I love this. Drunk crying about the good old days. Oh, I'm just saying this. The good old days, Kathleen, remember. When you when were in red water. Remember with Father Dominic. Dermot. <laughs> Few minutes later, the two of them had hijacked the karaoke. That's about right. Yeah, that and nice. were belting out a right. duet cover of What's Love Got To Do With It by Tina Turner. What's love got, got to do... Got to do with it. Mo sat back and watched the antics unfolding with a smile on her face. The mad matriarch of the scandalous Slater clan. Shots were lined up on the polished wooden table and one by one they were downed. (laughs) Between drunken exchanges of family histories and tales from the square. But Cush still seemed confused on the family tree. Don't blame him. (laughs) And where the pair fitted into it. Do you want me to be Cush? I feel like I feel like the George Gallery moment. Do you want to be <laughs> to be the cat? <laughs> <laughs> Should I be Rula Lenska? <laughs> Do you want me to be the Kush? So wait, you're both Harris and Slater. I'm confused. I don't know what voice <laughs> the I'm voice is like. Normal then suddenly started <laughs> to get deeper. I'm just like Daddy. Like you know, my voice just suddenly broke. <laughs> so wait, you're both Harris and Slater. I'm confused. Cush questioned in a Geordie accent. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nan's other daughter, Jean, is our gran. Her daughter married Charlie's cousin, Anthony, our dad, Emma explained. It's very incestuous. (laughs) 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 Very awkward family reunions. (laughs) We've all got seven toes. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mo's your great-grandma? Cush smirked (laughs) as he looked over to the short woman... (laughs) in her oversized grey coat, attempting to flog a bunch of dodgy DVDs to a bunch of tipsy stall owners. Standard more. That's so more. That's so on, Anne. Well, I wouldn't exactly call Madame Whiplash over there great, but she's ours. Emma laughed as she looked over to her brother, belting out, yet another power ballad with Cat. 
Connor's phone buzzed for a second. Cat glimpsed of his screen. (laughs) (laughs) Cat glimpsed his screen, seeing the message pop up. On the screen, the message read, Answer me! Exclamation mark. Who could this be? All in block capitals. She didn't press her cousin, but gave him a worried glance. A one-eight stand. Couldn't take the hint. Connor nervously laughed off, but he knew his haunted eyes let slip some of the truth. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a horror film. It's fine, Kathleen. <laughs> and his face could barely hide his worry. Vibrations buzzed through his pocket, and he knew it was them calling him again. I've just, I've just got a quote to the loo. Dropping the mic. Ooh. You did that when you <laughs> taught Linda how it was. <laughs> True. <laughs> Drop that mic. And the slag that owns this pub. <laughs> yeah. Slag. Love it. Love it. Connor rushed to the toilets. And in the privacy of a cubicle, he answered. How did you get this number? He whispered, his words wobbling with worry. Listen, we taught you. It wasn't our fault. Connor said in a low voice as he deliberately tried to muffle his words so no one heard him. However... The caller wasn't interested in his excuses and denials, and the voice on the other end of the phone got more raised and more threatening. Just leave us alone, he yelled as he put the phone down. As he opened the door, Emma was stood there. It's not over, is it? She said. Ah! Yeah! So that was chapter one, the arrival. Dun, 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 dun.